Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Oceans 8, Hereditary, and Incredibles 2, as well as discussing and celebrating the 200th episode of the Screenfellas Podcast. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, 200 episodes. <laughs> Dang. Um, it has been quite a lot of podcasting. Ozzy, did you think we were going to get to 200 episodes? I don't see why not. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we stopped saying the numbers in the podcast a while ago, but obviously we still put them in the titles of the episodes and stuff like that. And, I mean, we knew this was coming up for a while. I think we mentioned it on the podcast that it was coming up for a while. Uh, and we are going to do some stuff for it. So I'm going to be um, just talking to and, quote-unquote, interviewing a couple of familiar uh, faces for those of you who have been listening for a while. Um, at towards the end of the episode, and then of course Ozzy and I are going to discuss a little bit right now and um, just talk about the history of the podcast. So, Ozzy, I don't think we've ever actually talked about it on the podcast. So, can you explain to people how and why the podcast started? Uh, well, I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, Carlos and I always just uh, basically we love talking about movies, and Carlos and I would always have debates about certain movies. And so on and so forth. And I told Carlos, you know, I really want to just, you know, uh, have my own YouTube channel. Carlos like, didn't want to do the same thing. So, you know, we always had this kind of ambition to kind of start something. And Carlos came up with the idea, well, like, do you want to just start something, either like a podcast or YouTube channel? And I was like, yeah, I'm game. I don't think it was ever going to happen because, you know, life always gets in the way every time something happens. But Carlos called me one day. Uh, before I went to work, and he was like, hey, do you want to go ahead and buy mics? Uh, you know, and I was like, yeah, sure, let's just, you know, go buy mics. And, you know, at that point in time, Carlos and I Carlos and I, were, you know, starting ScreenFuzz. You know, I was like, wow, we're actually, we're, we might actually start something. And, um, you know, we, you know, we bought mics. We, we went back to Carlos's place, and... You know, and you know, at that point in time, we were just recording. I think we have this. We, we actually recorded this first episode, an unaired um, pilot. And it, <laughs> yeah, uh, and it was for the and it was for X Men um, Apocalypse, and that one actually did air. It, the Apocalypse review did air. We that's the first. Which episode. one did? We, did which, uh, yeah, but which one did? I think it. No, but we actually before did we, we reviewed twice. Maybe we yeah, did. we did. I wow. believe we did because that was actually the first episode. I think that was actually the first review. Mm-hmm. Actually, from what I remember, I believe that's actually the first review. And um, I was just—I mean, I remember we, we recorded it. We were going to post it, and we were just like, "Nah, let's not do that." Um, so, um, you know, at that point in time, I mean, we, we we started the podcast, but we didn't know what it, we didn't know what a name to, to pick out for it. Uh, Carlos actually came up with the name. Uh, it was his idea. And Enrique, um, I believe Enrique helped in that, but yes. Yeah, 
Carlos came up with the idea. I mean, he came up. I mean, we're we're shooting names, um, and he, you know, and he, he, you know, he pitched he pitched me with Screenfellas, uh, you know, and I, you know, I instantly fell in love with it, and then, um, you know, I, I agreed to it. At that point in time, Screenfellas was born, uh, and then Enrique made, I believe, he made the a kind of, you know, kind of our, our first logo sign or whatever, um, and then we went on from there. And Carlos basically founded a team over in Virginia, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> something uh, something uh, that I've been thinking about quite a bit is uh, how we've gone through a lot of changes and improvements on the podcast. I think if you listen to the first episode, which I still encourage you to go do, um, because I we obviously weren't quite as good at what we were doing back then, but. We still like we're still us, so I think it's still an enjoyable listen. Um, but we've certainly gotten better as we've gone along. Uh, I still don't think we're great, obviously, but <laughs> I think we've certainly gotten better, and we've gone through a lot of changes in the podcast. I mean, if you look at that first phase, as I would like to call it, and to steal something from Marvel. It was basically just me and you, and Enrique was kind of involved. So we started to have him, I believe. After a couple episodes, we started to have him kind of in the room, and he would be writing things down for us, helping me keep track of time codes and all this stuff, and obviously he did some of the logo design as well, so Enrique was definitely involved at that point, but it was mostly just us. Um, Do you have a specific favorite episode or memory from that first section or phase of the podcast? I mean, I don't know if I would have, like, a specific... um favorite episode i mean i think one of my favorite episodes oh man or even um, just a particular memory is there something you think about when you think about that first section or a struggle that we had i can tell you one that i have which one was it okay the thing that i always think about when i think about the first section of that podcast is that we were not on the same page when it came to our rating system we decided on the out of 10 scale but we weren't really on the same page, and I believe it was... I still remember it, that what movie was after that caused us to, like, sit down and, like, go over it. And it was after Bad Moms. <laughs> the first Bad Moms. <laughs> because I, I remember, it, like, we, won't, we went to see that movie together, and then you were laughing, like, the whole time. And then you rated it, like... I don't even remember what you rated it in the episode. I think it was, like, a six. Yeah. And I was like, Ozzy, that doesn't make any sense. You freaking love that. Or you were laughing a lot in that movie. And then after that, I believe the next episode, we had a kind of ratings explanation. It was more for us than it was for the audience. It was funny because I remember after that episode, I sat down. I think I still have the picture, but I sat down and I took out a pencil. And I was like, okay, we're going to go ahead and do the rating system. And we both wrote it down on a sheet of paper and yeah. we had it. For that summer, we had it in the middle of that desk that we recorded on, for, just so that we know. Yeah. And then I remember, the, I remember, like you pointed at me the following episode. You was just like, "Ozzy, just look, <laughs> remember, <laughs> this, this is what this is." <laughs> oh my gosh! So that's that's what I think of is that we were obviously very. I mean, we tried to be organized, but we were still pretty disorganized at that point. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, it's also. I mean, I'll say one of the also the one of the, one of the hardest things for us also, you know, g- getting this podcast started, you know, you know was it's very hard for us to kind of talk to you guys also in a way because we're not talking to you guys as a live 
audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Carlos and I would still have conversations like we're still talking to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And Definitely. I would look at Carlos and I'd be like, yeah, man, like this is like this, like, this is happening. And then, and then, you know, but you know, my my mouth would go away from the mic. Yes, that was definitely a struggle. <laughs> and Carlos would be like, "Dude, no, you like talking to the mic." So I mean, it's you know, it, we had a lot of those struggles, you know, getting you know, just trying to get acclimated to that kind of style yeah. of talking about film uh, to you guys. I mean, it was I mean, it was very hard on me. I think I think I had I had. I mean, a lot of technical difficulties as well, and I think, I think especially, I, c- I kept saying the word like a lot. We still, still we that. still do. I don't, I, it's not as much. <laughs> We've gotten better. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I listened to an episode and I just kept saying, yeah, like this and like that, and this <laughs> was just like this and like that, and I was like, dude, yeah, stop. So you know, it just, I mean, we had a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. back then, and uh, a lot of technical tough technical difficulties and a lot of um also with the with just trying to get acclimated to just kind of talking to a mic also speaking to an audience mm-hmm. and it was very difficult for me at least at least for me personally just to go ahead and get accustomed to talking uh you know to an audience this, yeah. this type of way before um so it was very unique and very interesting and yeah. i'm very glad I, I learned how to do it um, from you know doing this podcast, like, yeah. you know it's a very interesting learning experience. And Carlos, you know, taught me a lot of stuff along the way. You know, there's a lot of a lot of the stuff that I like. You know, you know, is due to the fact that you know Carlos has been like, yeah, man, there's there's something called smaller movies. <laughs> I love smaller movies, so <laughs> so you know, I'll go ahead and I'll even watch smaller movies. So it's interesting to see, you know. Uh, you know what my movie tastes are now from where they were just three yeah. years ago. Because three years ago, I just used to watch strictly blockbusters because that's all I wanted to get involved with. Um, but and you know, once I, I started to a big, you know, get into that, yeah, yeah, a big tentpole movie for us. Obviously, it wasn't a big tentpole movie. It was a smaller movie, but a big movie for us was Sing Street. Obviously, that has become my favorite movie, period. But even for you, I think that was like the first movie that we went to that I was like, hey, I've heard about this movie. Let's go. And we went to it. I believe that was even before we started the podcast. I don't think we actually reviewed it on the podcast. That was just maybe we did. I don't know if we did. I I don't know. know. We had to listen back. Yeah. But But that was definitely a movie that that changed a lot for us and the kinds of movies we wanted to talk about. You know, so yeah, 2016 for me was a great. It was a really amazing year for film because I mean we got films like Captain Fantastic, Kubo and the Two Strings. Um, you know, films like that really set the bar for me and the films that I want to be a part of. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we're getting a bit of those films here in 2018, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, getting into that, I mean, it kind of changed my taste of film. Um, what I want to be involved in in film. So, you know, this is, you know, it, it's interesting to see where it has brought me as a, you know, as a film reviewer and also kind of somebody who wants to be involved in that industry. I kind of just kind of expands, you know, my interest. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I mean, it, I mean, this is something that, you know, I didn't think it would affect me so heavily 
Um, but I mean, it has, and, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Awesome. Uh, so let's let's start talking about the team because I, I think that was the next big chapter was us establishing that team. But obviously, we talked about um, Enrique. He kind of joined early on, even in that first phase, and also in the first phase, technically, was Bob. Bob started running social media while we were still while I was still in Florida for the summer. So Bob was still part in that first phase. Uh, and um, then when I went back to Virginia, when I went on to or I went on to start recruiting people to this team, and obviously um, I consulted you about it. I didn't just add people on without uh, your discussing it with you. So we, we go on and we add and we get to a team of at one point we had nine people on the Screenfellows team. We had myself, we had you, Enrique, Bob, Miles, Zach, Eli, Jesse, and Brianna. And that it, it, that you can even break up into two different phases because, sorry for the uh, background noise, our recording situation is a little weird right now. Um, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> but um, so we, we, we go on and we establish this team, and you can even break that down into two separate kind of phases because we had the original kind of setup where we didn't have a place, a permanent place to record. It was literally me and the rest of the members of the team. Every time we needed to record an hour before going out and looking for an empty room in, a, in um, one of our school buildings to find somewhere to record. And we had to record in some really weird places and we got kicked out a couple of times, but we had to do what we had to do. All right. So then we go on to, kind of we were gifted basically i mean we did somewhat pay for it but we were also mostly it was just a generous donation from a friend we were gifted a space to set up a permanent recording studio and we did that and me and miles and eli set it up to maximize that space it was a very small space but we kind of maximized that space and that in all honesty is one of my favorite sections of the podcast or one of my favorite phases, because we had the team and we had a permanent space. It felt like we were actually doing something, and we were very consistent at that point, something that people who are just now starting to listen are like, oh, these guys aren't very consistent. We used to be very consistent. We're hoping to get back to that pretty soon. Um, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that we did have a permanent setup at that point. So, Ozzy, what's a highlight from those two phases, the phases where we had the nine-person team? Uh, one of my favorite things was always bagging on Miles, you know. Um, I mean, I think that was one of the one of my favorite things to do. You know, he would always, uh, you know, always was, talk about Mad Max. He was our head of video I production, just, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. Um, terrible, terrible guy, by the way, guys. Um, and, you know, we really couldn't have it. You know, we really just couldn't get along. And I love the one Bob also joined in. It was also fun to have him join in. And uh, bag of miles with me. Um, so it was it was just a ton of fun. And you know, uh, Carlos introduced me to those guys, which was awesome. Just getting to know different people and you know meeting different people from different locations and and, and you actually visited at that point too. You visited. Yeah, I went over there. Yeah, I went over there. Uh, spent a couple of days. Spent like two three days over there trying to you know meeting everybody. Only person I didn't meet was Brianna. I don't, I don't think Brianna. I think Brianna joined a couple of weeks after I left. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very nice. I mean, you guys. I mean, they. I mean, for those of you guys who don't know, I mean, you guys stayed at. You guys were at a, a, a university at that point in time. Yep. Um, 
and the, the university was very very nice, very nice campus, and you know it was just a, it was just a, so much fun just getting to know the Virginia team and spending time with them, and they were also trying to get to know me, uh, which was just very cool, very nice, and they were all just really great, great wonderful guy, uh, great wonderful uh, guys at the time, and you know they're you know they've all kind of spread their wings and now they're on doing the, you know they're doing their own thing um which is great you know um but yeah i mean i mean they're all just i mean they're all just a great couple of guys you know they're they're awesome yeah uh i won't go too too much into this time because a little spoiler alert for what's coming out coming along in the back half of this episode we'll be talking a little bit more about this time in the podcast moving forward but i will say i think the obvious um highlight from that time is star wars celebration something ozzy was unable to attend unfortunately but that was definitely a highlight and something that i was very happy we were able to do um with some of the team again not all of the team but some of the team so that's definitely a highlight for me um all right moving on to the next phase of the podcast so if you're keeping track this would be probably phase four depending on how you're counting that section and the next phase is the one we're currently in and we're kind of on the tail end of and that is the phase where we kind of the team for the most part went its own way um but we did have some remnants stick around and the podcast got a lot more concentrated and we kind of got the people who were left more involved and that is this phase we're in right now where brianna has become basically a core member of this screen photos team she's not only writing for the website but she is also a frequent guest on the screen photos podcast and just, i mean let's face it she's just a rotating host at this point she will come on whenever we need her and she will be here and unfortunately she couldn't be on for this episode but um, this section of the podcast has been great because we've been able to rotate Enrique and Brianna in, um, and I've just loved it. It's allowed us to add new perspectives to the discussion and to kind of keep the discussion fresh as we kind of move forward. And I know we haven't been as consistent in this phase, and that a lot of that has had to do with the fact that our lives have been very hectic, but... I think it's made up or Brianna, the addition of Brianna and Enrique as core members of the actual podcast has definitely made up for that and allowed us um, a little bit of flexibility um, with the podcast. So, Ozzy, what do you think of this current phase that we're in right now? And uh, as we kind of come to a close and we're in a bit of a transition point right now. Um, I mean, I really did like this phase. I mean, just having Brianna and Enrique really just kind of take the center forward a little bit from us as we were all, you know, you know, as we were going through certain things at certain times this year and last year, really last year as well. Um, it's been really nice. I mean, the first time we even had Brianna on, I mean, Brianna's been a part of the podcast, I'd say, for like now, um, you know, a while, I want to say a year now. Yeah. And you know she, you know I've never spoken to her at that point in time. I knew she, you know, she was writing uh, a lot about the pot, you know, a lot of stuff, a lot of articles for us. But the first time she, I believe she came on, I believe it was for the Lego Batman. Yes, I'm not sure. It's something. Yeah, it was, she came it was on one of our. It was one of her first, at least. I don't know if it was her very yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she came on, and she was amazing. Uh, she did a great job. Uh, you know, speaking and everything, and I was just like, you know, and Carlos had asked me like, "Hey, what do you think about having her as, you know, one of one of our guests, or you know, having her, you know, as a co-anchor?" And I was like, yeah, "That's great." 
And she has done an amazing job of really uh, putting out articles out there for people to read, you know, giving out her reviews. And every time she's on, she is a blast and she just keeps the energy going with us as well. And it's always great to have, a, you know, a discussion with the two of you, you know, because either you two are against me or one of you guys is on my team. <laughs> so <laughs> it's always a, it's always a bit of a debate, you know, when she's on. And I, I, I love having it. I love having her on. Um, cause you know, it, it always stirs a bit of a, it always adds a little bit more to, to the show. Um, and Rick, on the other hand, listen, Enrique, I mean, he's Enrique, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know what else I can say to him. I mean, he, he listen, he's, he's a great guy. Um, you know, he's done a lot for the show. You know, he, you know, him and I used to do Walking Dead recaps until I dropped the show. Um, guys, it's not what it was. I'm sorry. It's not. But, um, you know, he's done a lot for the show. You know, if you guys want to see his work, uh, you know, he does a lot. He's done a lot of stuff for the YouTube channel. Um, you know, uh, you know, from bloopers, um, which we have to get out this year. Um, you know, you know, he's done a, a lot of blooper videos. And, you know, he's just done a lot of stuff for us in regards to trying to uh, put out some ideas for us. So, uh, so on and so forth. And a part of that, that intro music that you guys hear is yeah, Enrique. Exactly. He made that, that soundtrack. And that is awesome. So, I mean, when it comes to the contributions that Enrique has had on the podcast and to what Brianna has on the podcast, it's humongous. And they've done amazing things for this show Definitely. that we wouldn't have been able to do without them. I think they've done an amazing job. Definitely. Definitely. All right, well, now let's turn our eyes forward just a little bit. Um, we can't, I don't think we should necessarily announce a lot of our grand plans, but let's talk vaguely about some of the things that we are wanting to do moving forward, um, especially as um, a little bit of the living situation changes. I'm still going to be in Virginia, but Enrique will be joining me in Virginia, so that will really shake things up and allow us to be able to do some new things. Um, Ozzy, we've talked a little bit about um, some of the plans that we have. What are you most looking forward to as we kind of head in a bit of a different direction? I mean, it's going to be a lot easier, you know, for, for you know, people to get more acclimated this year to the show. I mean, I think this, I think, you know, you know, Brianna is also going to Virginia this yep. year as well. Uh, you know, she's got some stuff going on as there when it comes to schooling. Uh, you know, and you know, you know, you and Enrique are, of course, moving over there. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Enrique and Carlos are actually brothers, and you know, they're going to be going over there together, and it's going to be awesome. And I think with with you know the you know with most of the team being over there, you know, there's four of us, and you know, I'm only I'm the only one who's really going to be staying in, in Florida. I think with most of the team being over there, we're able to get that consistency back. And I think that's what I'm most looking forward to, us being able to come up with a lot more ideas now that, you know, most of the team is going to be in one location. And I think that's amazing. We've never had all of the team in one location, unfortunately. <laughs> but, I mean, I think, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think, you know, having most of the team in one location is what's important. And I think that's what we're going to be, I think what we're going to be able to do is have that over there in Virginia. And that, that's what I'm honestly looking forward to. Yeah, uh, that is a great point because it'll allow us to be able to do something where if I can't be on, I can say, hey, Enrique, this is what you need to do. Go do it. Or if you can't be on, then I just say, hey, Brianna, uh, Ozzy's not going to be on. Can you come on? And it'll be a lot easier to kind of coordinate those things. 
And also, definitely something that you can be looking forward to as we move into this next phase is more video stuff. Because Enrique will be with me. It'll be easier to get some of that stuff done. Maybe not some of the same types of videos, but uh, I definitely think you can be looking for a more video component to the podcast itself, even. Uh, because we will be actually able to have somewhat of a permanent studio again, which we, some of our best video within the podcast has come from when we have a permanent setup. So that's definitely something you can be looking forward to. And I'm not going to go into too much detail with this next point, but something that I think we can tease just a little bit. And that is the fact that we have been talking a lot recently about having multiple podcasts and having other spin-off podcasts. We have done that before. Obviously, Bob and Miles had their podcast that went, what, eight-ish episodes, I believe? And it was a great time. I was really proud of the work that they were able to do with that. And we are definitely, definitely going to be moving in that direction. I can't give you like any guaranteed dates or anything like that, but... That's something that we are working towards and are definitely that's something that's definitely in the discussion. So keep your eyes and ears out for that. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this 200th episode talk. Unless you have anything else you want to bring up before we get to these reviews, Ozzy. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. I mean, this has been a hell of a ride. And, you know, we've had a ton of fun doing this, guys. I mean, I mean you've, you've heard us laugh on here. A bunch of times having a ton of guests such as you know and i just want to give shout outs to td oh definitely uh you know the uh, you know the voice guy uh you know carlos also i mean carlos you also had some people on the show as well uh the podcast that you listen to i don't know the names unfortunately um, I'll, I'll reel them off here we go we've had td we've had ace we've had cobster we've had john bailey we've had jason inman uh the former host of dcl access uh so I'm sure I'm missing people. We've had a lot of really fun yeah, and a, interesting we've guests. A, we've had a ton of people, a, ton, a lot of interesting guests on here. Uh, you know, we've had you know a couple of my friends. We had a couple of Carlos's friends yep. over. Uh, you know, one of our favorite quotes from here from one of his from one of Carlos's guests right. is "Love is the maze." Yes, uh, definitely a highlight of the podcast during uh, phase two. <laughs> yes, um, and it's just been Clark one. Barty. Yes, Clark Barty, and this has been one hell of a ride, been one heck of a good one, and you know I can't wait to see what the show brings uh, in the three hundredth episode reunion. Uh, you know, <laughs> let's see if we can go ahead and get everybody there um, back, and just been one heck of a ride. You know, it's been amazing, and I can't wait to see you know you know where we are and yep. what, this, what the show brings us. Yeah. Yep, definitely, definitely. All right, well, I think that pretty much. Wraps up this discussion for the 200th episode, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, again, keep your eyes out for some changes moving forward um, within the next uh, two months or so. But for now, we're going to get back to some of our old tricks, and that is reviewing movies. And we are going to start because <laughs> something we should discuss is the fact that we have been gone for basically a little over a week at this point. Uh, sorry. <laughs> We wanted to make sure, number one, that the 200th episode was going to be something uh, good. And number two, that, well, <laughs> and we've been very busy. Yeah, that's the best I can put it. Uh, I had another wedding in California that I was at. So that was crazy. Um, and then, obviously, Ozzy has been very busy himself. And I've been doing just a lot of traveling. So 
Sorry for the delay on this, but we are going to be reviewing some movies from last week, and we will start with Ocean's 8. Um, so, Ozzy, what did you think of Ocean's 8? And uh, give us a brief synopsis as well. Okay, let me go ahead and pull up Ocean's 8, because it's been about a week since I've seen Ocean's 8. And guys, let me just go ahead and tell you something. I was excited for this movie. This was kind of like a reboot spinoff, okay? And basically the stars, I mean, I haven't watched any of the eight Ocean's movies, but I was hoping this was going to make me want to watch Ocean's movies. And, okay, and this, you know, this basically, you know, the story here is, you know, Danny Ocean's a strange sister. Uh, Debbie, basically, she attempts. She's gonna go ahead and she wants to go ahead and pull a, t- a heist at this gala for one of the most expensive necla- necklaces of all time. It has a bunch of diamonds on it, and she goes ahead and she, you know, has her heist team. Okay, now this is directed by Gary Ross, uh, and the stars, you know, this a is lot a of people. Cast, <laughs> okay, it's Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, and Hathaway, Mindy Colling, um, you know, Sandra Paul, uh, Paulson, um, you know, just a bunch of people. And what did I think of it? What did I think of this movie? I was 100% bored. <laughs> I was 100% bored in this movie. This movie did not grab my attention like the trailer did. And I was so very disappointed but before I get into my disappointment, Carlos, what'd you think overall? It's fine. I, I don't know. Like, okay. The thing is, uh, I have seen a couple of the Ocean movies. I have not seen all of them. I've seen at least, I know I've seen the first one. And I think I've seen the second one. If I did, it was a long time ago. Uh, and I like the first one. It's a very, it's one of those movies where if you watch it now, I think a lot of people would think, oh, this is kind of cheesy, but that is because a lot of movies have ripped that movie off. So now you've seen the copies of Ocean's Eleven a billion times, so now you would go, oh, I've seen this before, but really it was the kind of foundation for a lot of those tropes, or at least a lot of the style of what a heist movie is nowadays, you know? Um, Yeah. I like this franchise. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but I definitely appreciate um, the. I appreciate what this franchise has kind of done in and where it stands in film history. That being said, this one doesn't really compare to that first one, and um, that's really unfortunate. I think the characters in this movie are definitely a highlight, but the story is definitely a low light. I, I just there's not too much special about the story here and that's unfortunate and that's why I would probably agree with you that it kind of just comes off as boring I don't know if I would say boring I would say bland that's the B word that I would use to describe this movie is bland it's just kind of you know Um, so but let's start positive and I've already said characters I think there's some strong characters here I think there's some underdeveloped characters for sure but I do think that there's some strong characters and some strong performances I think the characters and performances who are getting the most praise are Sandra Bullock's character and Sandra Bullock's performance obviously and then Anne Hathaway and I would echo those kind of universal sentiments at this point I I think they're the strong points. I I know Anne Hathaway's performance might be a little off-putting to some. It wasn't necessarily for me. I think I kind of enjoyed the weird, quirky direction that she decided to go. Um, Again, you might not, but 
I did. And I just, I think that there's some decent chemistry between these characters. And I, I had fun with these characters. I wish they had a better story to kind of exist in, though, unfortunately. So uh, what, what are some highlights uh, or some positives for you, Ozzy? I mean, the performances were fine. I mean, none of them blew me away. Um, I'm not saying anybody's going to win any Oscars here. No, 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 no. (laughs) I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying, like, I mean, the performances were fine. I mean, I mean, I mean, it was all right. I mean, it's not, I mean, um, I mean, they were fine. I mean, this movie, I mean, I mean, the set pieces were fine, I guess. (laughs) Um, I don't really, I mean, the costumes were fine. The makeup was fine. Um, I mean, that's really all I got. I mean, I was absolutely <laughs> bored in this movie. I really did not enjoy my time in this movie. I mean, let me tell you something. When the heist happened, Chris, who's actually been on the podcast before, when the heist happened, did he literally said he said to me, "Did this, the heist just happen? Did it just happen?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, this this is it." Um, this movie for me, and I hate to go into like negatives, but I, I, like from this movie for me. It, it really, I was bored throughout this entire movie. This movie for me was just all just tacked on together. And you know, I had another person that I went with. She she went ahead and told me she's like, yeah, you know, I really like this movie because you know, girl power and you know, feminine, you know, because you know, it's you know, showing how many you know, it's showing like a group of women coming together and doing something. I was like, this could have been done so much better, <laughs> so much better. This is an amazing cast, and this movie for me could have done could have been executed so much better. Um, if you want to talk about, you know, uh, you know that, you know, if you want to, if you want like a strong woman character or something like that, I mean, there's, there's for me, there's a ton of movies now that have done that that have shown like a strong case for woman character in their films. You know what I mean? And this movie didn't do that. This movie didn't make me go like, dang, you know, like this is so cool. Um, this movie was just so boring to me, unfortunately, and I wanted I wanted this movie to be more. I love this movie. When the trailer came out, this was this wasn't like my top at least my top fifteen movies that I was looking forward to in the summer. I don't think Carlos was I don't think you were excited for this movie at all, but Not I, mean, really, I no. was super excited for this movie. Yeah, jeez, uh, I like I said. I like the characters. I enjoyed spending time with them for the most part. Uh, I think there were some hints of decent character development and motivation and some character work there, but a lot of it was wasted potential. Like even, all right, Sandra, for instance, Sandra Bullock's character back, her backstory. Um, I I think that a lot of the stuff in relation to Danny Ocean was cool. I, I like the fact, uh, the way they use Danny Ocean's presence without really using his presence in this movie. Um, I also like that they gave her some sort of motivation and a bit of a backstory, but I also kind of hate that they explained it to us or that they, so like there's literally like um, something that or towards the beginning, she gives a really quick explanation about why she wants to do what she wants to do and why she ended up in prison, which is where she starts the movie. Um, and I was thinking, okay, that's cool. You gave us an explanation for her motivations, and that's that. We just are going to accept that, and that's just a way for you to give her some sort of motivations without dwelling on it too much. 
But then they go into like a there's literally there's a flashback it, like showing us what she already told us and I'm like why do we need this you already said it to us we get it I don't need this and then that character in the flashback ends up being part of this movie it's just like why this doesn't make any uh, it just didn't work they just they there's a lot of missed opportunities here unfortunately um, and then when you look at the heist itself. That's where I kind of agree with Ozzy, and that's where I would use the term bland. It's just kind of like, middle of the road, okay, it happened. I agree with your friend Chris, like, it's just kind of like, you're, it's over, and it's just like, oh, okay, it happened. And then, obviously, because this is how these movies always go, there's some sort of reveal about how it was able to work and all this different stuff, right? And how everything went down, something that we didn't see, but it didn't really click like i don't know because it's hard to say this without spoilers but it just wasn't very satisfying the heist ended up not being very satisfying is what i would say uh i like there was a direct there's a twist ish with a character that i enjoyed i'm not going to say which one uh but there there was definitely a direction that they took a certain character that was like okay that's kind of interesting but then it just uh, it just ends up not tying together very well and I, uh, I think this movie is very just down the middle. That It's like, it's pretty good characters in a bleh story, and it ends up being a eh movie. That, that's, I don't know. It's just whatever. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say, or you want to just rate it? Yeah, man, I'm very disappointed. And some of these characters for me were super, super annoying. Uh, like the like the character of Constance, super annoying. I, I was very annoyed. I felt like honestly, I was watching. I felt like I was still watching the first act when this movie ended because <laughs> I still had no idea, w- like who any of these characters were, uh-huh. and why I should care for each and any one of them. Like for me, I was still watching the first act of this movie, and I was like. You guys just got done with your heist. And for me, I don't, like, for me, I don't even know why she wanted to do it. I mean, for me, it's just like she she just wanted basically just to have the money, basically. But I'm just like, even after the heist, I was just like, I still don't know why you did this. And I still don't care. And it did, like, you really didn't do much to do anything, honestly. Um, like, every time there was, like, uh, there was a situation, there was, like, a situation they were just like, man, that's a problem a real issue next scene solved it i was like what there's no Not, there was nothing yeah, no stakes. There was nothing holding me to like damn like how are they gonna get like how yeah. are they gonna get this like how like how does this make sense like how are they gonna get this off and it was just ridiculous honestly yeah um uh, there the, was no stakes in this and yeah. you know when when everything was going down i really did not care for it i was like I, I, I felt like there was start. I felt like by the end of the heist, I felt like they were still starting the heist. Like I couldn't believe that this was the heist yeah. at all. Like I was very disappointed. Where did you fall in? Uh, I, I talked about how a lot of people could see um, Anne Hathaway's character as annoying. I, I didn't. But where did you fall in that? I didn't really care. I thought she was supposed to come up as annoying. Yeah, exactly. Good. That's I mean, why she's supposed like, to be. Yeah. She's supposed to be like a snobby celebrity. Like yeah, she's supposed to be that way. Like yeah. what? 
Like, how else is she supposed to be? It was a bit of a caricature, uh, but who cares? Like, it was, I, I don't know. It worked for me. Um, and then as for that character you mentioned, Constance, uh, that she's played by an actress of the name of Aquafina. I'm not making that up. That's her name. Um, I, I kind of just think that's her stick, you know? Um, uh, I, I've seen the trailer for, uh, what's that? Uh, what's that movie? The, it's a rom-com something rich Asians. Oh man, I can't remember the name of it. And she's in that movie as well. And she's kind of playing the same characters. I think that's just like her thing. So I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I didn't dislike it, but whatever. All right. You want to rate this movie? Yeah, I'm giving it a five. Yeah, I am exactly the same. Five out of ten. It's very middle of the road and very forgettable. And I think it speaks to the fact that uh, you had to like look it up to remember exactly what was going on because uh, you just saw it like a week ago and you're not already forgetting it. And that speaks to uh, this movie and its quality. All right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so sad. You know, it's like yeah. a waste of a cast. Like, why would you do that? Like, why are yeah. you excited? For the stellar cast, if it's just going to be an F movie. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. All right. Well, we will move on to the next movie uh, that we'll be reviewing. It's another movie that came out last weekend. So, again, sorry for the delay. And that is Hereditary. And if you don't know what this movie is, it is an A24 horror movie about a family whose the grandma in the family on the mother's side just dies. And she dies before the movie even starts. And it's kind of about what the grandma was involved in and how that's impacting the family now. That's as vague as I can get, and I don't want to go any further in detail about what this movie is because I want people to enjoy it and experience it themselves because this movie is great. This movie is great. That's I'm going to start off with that because it is. It is a great horror film, another great horror film from A24. And I think it draws favorable comparisons to another A24 horror movie that I'm sure Ozzy will bring up because it's the first thing Ozzy said when he called me after we watched this movie. I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. My goodness, it is disturbing. It is creepy. It is scary. I definitely was thinking about this movie as I was trying to fall asleep that night. It's one of those movies, and it's got a high Rotten Tomato score. I know it does because people have been talking about it nonstop. The promotion has been talking about it nonstop. Um, and I know it also has a very, very low cinema score because fans and people are dumb. And if you want to see how dumb, go to my Twitter and just look at some of the comments I heard after I saw this movie in the theater. But anyway, Ozzy, what did you think? of this movie hereditary this is one of the best scary movies of all time Ooh, wow <laughs> okay uh it is um this movie you know, and i'm gonna go ahead and say it i mean and carlos showed me this film and this was like probably the beginning of the podcast up in, in between that first and second phase that we were discussing yeah. earlier um carlos had showed me the witch and for those of you who have seen the witch this is more of like a modernized witch. And when I mean modernized, I mean the setting. And everything kind of plays similarly in parallel to the witch. And this movie, man, this movie is creepy as hell. The way it's shot is amazing. The cinematography in this movie is amazing. Um, and for me, I absolutely love 
the soundtrack in this movie. And this what they were able to oh man, the sound the soundtrack in this movie, it added so much to these scenes. It was amazing. And the performances were absolutely uh, uh, they were just amazing as well. I mean, this was this is for me one of the best horror films of all time. Um, it, it, it is something that you know you you gotta watch, and you know try to watch it. I mean, the thing is, you know, you know I went I only seen this movie once, and my friend Chris went to this movie. Uh, he's seen it twice, and um, I need you know, to see it Chris, again. <laughs> you know, Chris was telling me that he went twice, but. You know, it's in the middle. Unfortunately, this movie came out in the wrong time um, because it came out in the middle of the summer when kids are out, and it's a bunch of high school kids just screaming, just trying to, just trying to make noise. You know what I mean? In a theater, just because you know they they don't understand what a good film is <laughs> and they don't know how to be patient. So like they'll be making sound effects or whatever, and they'll be cursing at the screen, ruining the experience for everybody, which in turn gives off that like oh yeah this movie is stupid um which is ridiculous um this movie is is i mean it's it's absolutely insane um i i'm probably not gonna watch it again just because I mean, <laughs> i'm not a horror fan but hey um this is just i mean this movie left i mean this movie left with me i kept checking my back seat um <laughs> i can i can i had to make sure i mean there was nothing in the back seat um just to make sure I got home safe. Yeah. Um, but that's how scary this movie was for me. Yeah. Um, but Carlos, you're more of a horror guy. I'm going to go ahead and let you take this from you away. Uh, this movie, its greatest strength is its story and the world that it kind of sets up and the, just the mythology, I guess, that it uh, lives in. Um, and then the direction that his story, this story goes. This movie is straight up shocking. Uh, there is a choice Multiple choices that this movie makes and the director makes here and the writer makes here. But there is one in particular that is just, just, it's jaw-dropping. And you're just like, what the heck? And it is incredible, the decisions that they made um, with this story. And it's just, it's a scary freaking movie and it is a well-made movie you talked about the cinematography you talk about the set design you talk about the soundtrack all that all the that stuff that ozzy mentioned it's true and it is fantastic then you t put on top of it the performances i'm not joking you when i tell you that there are already already discussions and pushes a24 is already talking about how they're going to make an oscar push for the woman who played the mom, can you pull up her name, Ozzy? Yeah, we go ahead and pull up her name. <coughs> Excuse me. There's already that discussion being had because she is that good in this movie. And I have the opinion, I don't know about you, but I have the opinion that the kid who plays the son is even better than her. And he's not going to get an Oscar push, unfortunately. But there, there's some brilliant performances in this movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they should both be nominated. I mean, her, I mean the chemistry in this movie between Tony Collette who plays the mother, Annie, and Alex Wolf. I mean, we've seen him before. Yeah. Um, he was in Patriot's Day. Those of you guys who don't know who he is, I mean, this guy is an amazing actor. And, you know, you know, every time, you know, him and his and and, uh, and, and Tony were on screen together, man, they had just such I mean they, I mean, they were both powerhouses in this movie. Um Milo Sharp Sharpiro 
She was in this, she was in this movie too. She was a little girl. Yeah. She did an amazing Freaking job creepy. as well. <laughs> she was she, she did an amazing job. She was creepy, and she 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 worked really well. Um, Gabriel Bryan, he played the father. He did a really good job. Really great. I mean, he really wasn't. I mean. He really wasn't like as much involved in the family stuff, unfortunately, like as much as I would want him to be involved. But man, he did good on what he was in. I really liked his performance. Um, you know, as far as you know, but for me, the powerhouses were honestly Tony Collette and Alex Wolf. So um, and they did amazing. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset if any one of them got nominated, but man, they both did such an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, as for the comparisons, in turn, th- this is a very atmospheric movie, and it is a slower burn. I wouldn't say, look, I would say The Witch is a much slower movie than this, but I know people are still complaining about the pace of this movie. It didn't bother me. Um, I think it really worked. It really <laughs> helped to build the atmosphere and build the tension in this movie. Um, and a lot of, honestly, a lot of, if you look at the best horror movies of all time, what, can, what are considered the best horror movies of all time, a lot of it is familial drama. It is a familial drama in a very creepy setting and a very disturbing, and surrounded by a very disturbing atmosphere and tone. The Exorcist is that. It is much more about the family side of things than the horror side of things. The director even argues that The Exorcist is not a horror movie. I would disagree. The Exorcist is definitely a horror movie. But that is something that is argued by the director of the movie. Um, Rosemary's Baby is the same. And I would definitely compare this movie um, in, in some senses to Rosemary's Baby if you're looking for a classic comparison. And then... Going back to Ozzy's comparison, which is the one I was talking about at the beginning, of The Witch, this movie thematically kind of is parallel. It's like almost the polar opposite of The Witch thematically. But in style and tone, I could definitely see that comparison. I definitely agree with you, Ozzy. So there is so much here. And I think this is a movie that I need to see a couple more times before I crown it as you have. Um and, but I'm completely fine. Like, I'm not going to shame you for any rating that you give this movie. I, I think it's probably fair, to be honest. I gave The Witch, the first time I watched it, an 8.1. And if you know me and you know how much I revere that movie and how many times I've watched that movie, uh, it is clearly higher than that um, now because I've watched it so many times and it's just gone up basically every time I've watched it. And I could definitely see that happening with this movie. Um but let's, I guess, dive into negatives if you have any that you want to get into, Ozzy. What did you think of the pacing? Was that a negative for you? No, it wasn't. I mean, that wasn't negative to me. I mean, a lot of people just want to go ahead and, well, a lot of people want to go ahead and see just a, just a really bad horror movie, which is. They want jump you know, scares. Just, that's the bottom line. They want line. jump scares. That's, what, that's really what they want. Um, but I'm glad this, I mean, there's really not a lot of. I don't even. I don't even think there's any jump scares in this movie. There might honestly. be one or two, but it's uh, not. That I can remember in a traditional sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, for me, this movie was 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 very very vivid, and for me, it did not hold any strings at all. Um, this movie was wasn't as ballsy as Mother, but it was very ballsy. Yeah. Like like if it wanted you to see something, like it wanted you to see something. Um, for me, so that's what for me. I really don't remember any jump scares mm-hmm. because the movie was actually very straight. I mean, for me, the witch had actually a lot more jump scares than this movie mm-hmm. um, because for me, this movie was very intentional. It wanted to like if there was something there, that's a good point. 
it wanted you to see it. It didn't care. This movie wanted you to see what this, what these characters were also seeing. Um, so for me, there wasn't really any jump scares. This movie was very blunt on what it was trying to go ahead and, and, and have you see. Um, which was very, which, which was for me, I mean, I found it very ballsy to a degree, but it was also kind of very creepy mm-hmm. to a degree as well. Um, and what they were able to do with the camera in this movie, man, 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 man. I loved it. It was so brilliant. Great effects um, work as well. Great effects work. The sound mixing in this movie was amazing. Um, you know, just thinking about Tony Collette's performance, to see, I mean, I would, I would not be surprised if she was nominated for an Oscar. She did such an amazing job, such an amazing job. I mean, I mean, this movie is absolutely amazing, and the screenwriting is amazing, and just the mythology that they really set with this family is absolutely astounding. And you know, I don't want them to screw this movie up with like a sequel. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> But, I mean, man, this movie was so good. I mean, I really don't have any negatives when it comes to the pacing or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, this movie did, I mean, for me, you know, you need you need to have that buildup. Yeah. You need to have that buildup. You need to pay attention and to see what is going on. Do you I mean, have any negatives at all? I don't think I have any negatives for the movie. Okay. I have one thing that I do want to mention. It's a bit of a negative. It's not huge. I, I think the movie does a little bit too much explaining towards the end. It's it's a little too exposition heavy um, towards the back half of the movie where they kind of are trying to... I, I think they were aware that a lot of people were going to walk away with this movie and go, what the heck? And they kind of wanted to ease people out of it. And that's fair, but I think it's a little bit to the movie's detriment. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, and then... I. I, it's hard because I, I want to see this movie more and I want to analyze this movie more. Uh, so I, I can't go... I don't have too many particular negatives. I'm just not ready to fully crown the movie yet. And I know that's a weird way to look at it, but again, I'm sure this movie will go up um, in my uh, rating as time goes on and as the more I watch it because I'm sure I will watch it quite a few times because you know that I enjoy horror movies. Uh, but Ozzy, do you want to rate this movie? I'm going to go ahead and rate it a solid 9.2. I mean, this movie yep. is absolutely, uh, I mean, one of the best horror movies of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, The Witch is definitely, I mean, I think The Witch, I think The Witch is better. Uh, but again, well, The Witch is one of the best horror movies of all time. So Agreed. I mean. <laughs> I, I definitely <laughs> share that hot take. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we, we, I mean, they're, they're allowed to share that, that, uh, that ball. That ball there. So I mean, yeah. I think I mean I think those. I mean I think this movie definitely is one of the best horror movies of all time. I mean definitely in the last decade. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, my rating for this movie is going to be an eight point three. I am. I think this is a great movie. Again, I won't be su- surprised at all if by the end of the year this is ends up fighting its way to my top ten. I will not be surprised. So, uh, yeah. All right, well, now we're going to move on to the movie that I'm sure most people have been waiting for and might have even skipped to, and that is Incredibles 2. Ozzy, what did you think of Incredibles 2? Okay. I love this movie. Uh, Incredibles 2 was... Incredibles 2 was everything that I needed it to be after 14 years of waiting. Um, I mean, this movie was, was a bunch of fun. What did you think? 
yes. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't think it's as good as the first one, um, but I think it's definitely a very, very worthy sequel, um, and everything you could have hoped it it is, or it could, it could, it would be, um, after a long wait, I'm sure for a lot of people. Um, yeah, I, I just had a lot of fun with it, but let's, I guess, dive right into positives. And I think we got to start with the characters. I mean, they kind of, they made a, they made the choice to basically pick this movie up right where we left off. So there's no like drastic character changes that we have to get used to. There's no like, oh, he was this character, but now he's not anymore. It, it was, they're the same character. So, yeah, there's no real adjustment needed um, when watching this movie. And I think that was definitely the right way to go because it's the same characters that people love. And I think that these characters develop, especially Mr. Incredible, very, very well throughout this movie. They did a great job of writing how uh, how these characters would adjust and adapt to their current situation and the way the plot takes them where they're trying to get superheroes re-legalized. And their best way to do that is to have kind of a face person for that, and they decide that it is Elastigirl. It is Mrs. Incredible. Um, and she, that leaves Mr. Incredible at home taking care of the kids, and he has to go... He has most of the character work in this movie. She gets all the fun superhero action, he gets all the character development and all that sort of stuff. And honestly... <laughs> I know, like, all the superhero stuff with Mrs. In or with um, Elastigirl are awesome. That, that stuff's great. But the character work with Mr. Incredible is probably my favorite part of the movie. I think they did a great job writing that stuff. Yeah, I mean, my friend told me that there wasn't a lot of heart in this movie. What? And I was just like, what? <laughs> okay. Like, what do you mean? Like, I feel like there's more heart in this movie than there was in the first one. And that's just my opinion because, I mean, in this one, you see... You see, you see, you see him trying to be a dad. Like you see him trying to, yeah. you know, get accumulated to being a dad. You see him out there, you know, you know, trying to learn, trying to learn math, trying to figure out what's wrong with his daughter, trying to, you know, figure out what's going on with his infant. Excuse me, his infant son. So for me, there was a lot more heart in this movie than there was in the last one. Yeah. Um, and some people are disappointed in this movie. I'm not disappointed at all. I mean, for me, it's like, how can you be disappointed in this movie? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. This movie has a lot of heart. I think there's some really cool action in this movie as well. I, I think there's a lot of great payoff for everything that fans are going to want from this movie. This is a very crowd-pleasing type movie. And I think that this movie, one of the strengths of the first movie is... The way that they're able to kind of say some really cool stuff about family roles and family dynamics within a superhero story. And this movie is no exception. It does really more of that. And it goes and explores a different side of the family dynamics and even talks about, I know a lot of people are going to be like really annoyed that I'm even going to say this, but talks about gender roles and talks about all this different stuff. The expectations of a parent, of parents, the expectations that are placed on kids and kids, you know, and what what they are and being allowed to be what they are, stuff like that. It has a lot of stuff to say, and I appreciated all that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah, I, I, I think that there's a lot to enjoy in this movie. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else as, in terms of positives? I mean, the action in this movie yes. is absolutely gritty. Um, 
I was like, man, like, like for me, when some of the punches go down, I was like, man, I feel that, I feel this, and I don't know if that would mean. I guess the sound design was a lot. It was like very, really good. In this oh movie. yeah. Because I was just like, dude, I feel these punches. <laughs> and for me, like, um, this movie was very gritty and some of its action sequences too, which is I was very surprised for a Disney Pixar movie to have this. I was like, dang, like this is in, like this is some intense action, and like I'm actually. And this is sad that I'm saying this about a Pixar movie that I was gripping the edge of my seat more than Ocean's 8. Incredibles <laughs> 2 had me gripping my seat more than Ocean's 8. That's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I was definitely gripping the edge of my seat in this movie. I mean, this, the action sequences were so good. Animation was great, so too. So well done. Animation was amazing. I want, I want to see a third installment. Yeah. I want to see a third installment. Um, score is definitely a positive as well. There's yeah, a really score good score. Amazing. Obviously, I, they continue the theme of the first one, um, in which I enjoyed. Uh, so, yeah. Lots of positives. And Frozone. There's a lot more Frozone. Play yes, Frozone. there's definitely a lot more Frozone. <laughs> so, uh, great, great stuff there. Uh, Ozzy, you want to move on to negatives, or do you have anything else? This last thing I say about positives. What I will say about, what I will say about this movie is, uh, they do switch. They do give a little bit more more, more showtime to a lot due to a, some of some of these more um, a lot more characters here. Like the first one, you'll have uh, you know it was mainly about Dash. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dash was a was a forefront in this movie. You know, in this one, you know, Dash isn't the isn't as big of a forefront in this movie because um, they want to go ahead and shift some like to other characters that we didn't get to see so much in the first one, which I think was a really good decision. I think it was a really ballsy decision as well, but I think it was a really good decision to give some other characters uh, a bit of a bit of limelight, which I really appreciated. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, well, let's move on to negatives, and uh, I think my biggest negative is the villain. Uh, in traditional superhero fashion, I hate to be the one complaining about the villain in a superhero movie, uh, but I really wasn't feeling it. I think that it, the direction that they decided to go with the villain was extremely predictable. Um, I think it's not only predictable, but, but they telegraph it. You know, it, like, they, they're saying exactly what's going to happen the, the entire way through, and it's what happens. It's, it's there's no, I, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. And they did a good job trying to give the villain some motivation that you could buy, but in the end it just kind of felt, you know, like a half measure it didn't really work for me um it wasn't like a terrible villain but it wasn't a very inspiring villain um either so that's definitely the biggest negative for me yeah i really did not care for this villain i really did not i was actually kind of disappointed by the villain just because i wanted what i wanted for this movie was a super villain hate to say it i wanted a super villain because i wanted what i wanted to see was which is something that i also have to which is another negative we didn't get to see the Incredibles fight a lot together as a unit, which no, yeah. is what I really wanted to see in this movie. Um, yeah, we got to see them fighting a lot, which is awesome, but I wanted to see them fighting as a team, as like a team of, like a, it was like a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really didn't get to see that. And I really wanted to, see, and I really wanted to see that in this movie was like a was like a villain that challenges like all of them to a degree, or maybe like a team of supervillains that was challenging something like that. Um, that was challenging them all as like a unit, like a unit. And mm-hmm. I hope that there's a third movie that's coming out that doesn't take another 14 years to make. <laughs> but um, 
I, you know, I hope that, you know, but, you know, I, I, I do want to go ahead, you know, but that, that, you know, those two things are my negatives, you know, you didn't get to see The Incredibles fighting as, you know, as The Incredibles, you know, as like, you know, the family of superheroes, and we also, you know, the villain was kind of a drag, I really didn't care for her, I was kind of just like, I mean, okay, sure, you know, go to therapy about it, I guess, I don't know, um, but I mean, I really didn't care about her as like, a, as, as like in general, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that was. I think that's probably it. Um, I will say I wanted... there, there's a bit of a missed opportunity, in my opinion, in terms of um, Elastigirl, you know, just coming back into being a full-time superhero. Like, I feel like she didn't really have that many, like, there, there was no rust to shake off. Like, if you remember from the first one, Mr. Incredible, he starts to do the superhero stuff again, and he's very rusty. And he start. He has to work out. He has to do all this stuff just to kind of get back to where he was. And with the last girl, it's kind of like she was still in her prime. So I, it, that was a little like weird to me. I yeah, feel like. But I mean, I mean, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, he 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 lost. He went out of shape in the first. He went out of shape. Yeah. He's not as fit as he used to be. Yeah. And on top of that, she's still very fit. You know what I mean? So, and on top of that, she was able to go ahead and do all that stuff and, and save him in the first one, still being fit. And she went ahead and did that being fit. So, and they jumped off right after that with the first one. So, that, I mean, there really was no time to be like, hey, let me go ahead and get right in shape. But, I mean, I think she was still, she was still just as fit when she was Elastigirl being a mom. Yeah. She didn't gain any weight. Yeah. As far as Mr. Incredible, he gained a lot of weight. Fair enough. Um, all right, well, do you have anything else, or do you want to rate this movie? I'm rating this movie a damn 9.1. This movie was fun as hell. Listen, I give two nines to the guys. You are letting the nines fly this year, man. Listen, listen, 2018, bros, it's been one hell of a year, a crazy year. (laughs) Letting them fly. You know what I mean? Letting them fly loose. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's crazy. It's letting them fly loose. Um, Your top ten is going to be something else, man. <laughs> I can't wait. Twenty eighteen is better than twenty seventeen and the year of movies. I'm, look, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Oh my god! Go ahead and say it. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I mean, listen, listen. I mean, twenty seven. Listen, twenty eighteen brought one of the scariest movies of all time. We got Incredibles. We got Incredibles two, and we got Age. I mean, I'm sorry, and we got freaking Avengers: Infinity War. Yo, what more can I ask for? <laughs> I'm going to ask for Carlos, let me tell you, you know, Carlos, I'm going to let you review movie, and then I'm going to go on, like, a small little, little detour here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so my rating, I, I, for the second movie in a row, going to be, like, basically an entire one point lower than Ozzy. I'm going to give this movie an 8.1. I think this is a great movie. It's another great Pixar movie. Uh, uh, we, we forgot to even mention the the short at the beginning, uh, which I always forget that there's a short, and then I was like, oh, crap, there's a short. And Pixar is cruel, man. That short was freaking emotional. Uh, so, well, I, I wouldn't say it was emotional. It and was. There were kids was, crying in the theater. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't emotional. I mean, I don't know if it was because I had Dennis sitting next to me, and Dennis, I mean, and when, when we were watching it, you know, I was with Dennis and Chris, you know what I mean? And yeah. Dennis was right next to me. And Dennis is like, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> and then as soon as, you know, she did what she did, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, Dennis Dennis goes, you know, the, move, the the whole theater is silent. And then Dennis goes, what did we just watch? <laughs> and then I just, you know, 
me and like like half the theater just started dying because we we're just like, oh my gosh. And so I don't I don't know. I mean, for me, it really wasn't that emotional. I mean, I understood. The it definitely I was. Of, but, I mean, <laughs> you guys were I in your own emotional. bubble or something. I don't know, but that was definitely emotional. <laughs> and I think the majority of people are going to end up agreeing with me, um, based on my theater, at least. I don't know. Uh, anyway, all right. I think that wraps it up for this uh, section of the podcast. We will be throwing it over to. Uh, interview slash discussion with some former Screenfellas podcast members, and then I will wrap it up from there. So, thank you for joining us for this section of the podcast, Ozzy. And guys, I just want to go ahead and let you know, and on another 200 episodes, I just want to go ahead and let you know that Aquaman and Wonder Woman 1984, for some reason, I don't know why, it's not a Wonder Woman 1984. We already got some pictures yep. of both films. Go check them out. Which I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. This is what I wanted to go ahead and say. Carlos, I alt- I, and, and I honestly, this is going to be, I know some people are going to be mad at me for saying this. I honestly forgot DC existed this year. I really did. I really did. Hey, we got I Aquaman really coming did. out later this year, so. I know. In December, I really forgot about everything DC. Because, I mean, I mean, this has really been a year of Marvel. And honestly, I kind of forgot the Fox existed, too, because we... I mean, I don't. I mean, this is the first time in a while. New moons got pushed back, so yeah, it's a mess. We're not. We're not getting. Uh, we're not getting any X Men movies this year. Yeah, which is crazy. So I mean, uh, which you know, in 2016, you know, we got a lot of we got a lot of superhero films in 2016. See, a lot of superhero films yeah. in 2017. But I mean, this year. It's really just Marvel, Marvel and uh, and Disney with Incredibles. I yeah. Mean, See, this and is then, and then DC and the and we're just just is just going to release Aquaman in December, which is sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I mean, for me, I mean, I'm just saying this. I honestly forgot DC was making a movie. Uh, yeah. See. This is why we need a separate outlet for news because, I mean, the whole Fox thing is kind of a bit of a mess because, you know, they're obviously they're X-Men films. I think they pushed back both of them. Um, and then, you know, now Comcast outbid Disney for Fox. So it's just like, that's a whole mess. And then you look at DC and DC is like, they're saying Jared Leto is going to return as Joker. But then they're saying like, they're, they actually now have a budget and a release date for the standalone Joker movie, which isn't going to be Jared Leto. It, D, Fo, DC is a mess. DC is just a utter disaster and don't believe anything they say until a movie actually comes out. Uh, that's what I have to say on the matter. Anyway, <laughs> um, we will wrap up this section of the podcast and be throwing it over to those interviews. Ozzy, we'll see you on the next one. Sounds good, buddy. All right, so joining me for this very special portion of this 200th episode of the Screenfellows podcast, I have, of course, our former head of video production, Miles Nelson. Miles, how are you doing? Good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good. It's, good to, it's good to be here. <laughs> and uh, before our next guest speaks, I think uh, oh, we boy. have something we have to play. Oh, yes. After seeing the way Ryan Gosling tickled the ivories in La La Land, made me want to be a piano. <laughs> Sexual arousal. I just don't believe in science. I know it's not exactly legal, but huge advocate for pyramid schemes. <laughs> I'd like to become an arsonist. I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm cool with murder. I don't see a problem with that ethically. And we have Bob Whitehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, how you doing? I'm hanging in there. <laughs> All right. 
Um, it has been a while for both of you guys. Uh, yeah, holy crap, yeah. Yeah, we've tried to get you on at certain points um, mm-hmm. as after you guys have left, and we've been able to get it here and there, but, you know, uh-huh. it's just difficult <laughs> when uh, you guys are both so busy, and we're all so busy, so it's hard to kind of get everybody on. Um, well, but- I'll, I'll be honest. I feel like I haven't gotten an invite yeah, <laughs> I visited in Virginia, which oh, kind of, I feel like you're trying to give us. I haven't an exit been invited plan. on since Star Wars, and I asked to be on. Hey, man, so, I don't think any of us were ever it's, invited it's on. Difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. We have. <laughs> well, anytime. Okay, here, here's my lame excuse, and it definitely is a lame excuse. Okay. Whenever, like you guys really want to be on like when it's mostly with like bigger movies and then we have multiple guests who want to be on so it's kind of a bit of a rough for a small movie like uh i know bob i know Uh, yeah let's talk about because (laughs) based on where i put this in the episode we might have already talked about oceans 8 or we might be talking about oceans 8 have you you done incredibles 2 yet uh again depends on where i put this in the episode Uh, you know, I'm talking Incredibles 2 right now. I, I haven't yeah. seen it. <laughs> I have 9 out of 10. Oh I already got my rating out there. Now All we right. can work our way backwards. All right. But anyway, so we will have you guys on. Um, I, I definitely think since, Bob, you're not going to be in school any longer, your schedule Holy is a little wow. more. Now, let's, um, let's flesh that out a little bit. It's not really like <laughs> I dropped out. I actually, yes, congratulations, Bob. Like, let's not just say I won't be in school anymore. Okay. But I'm just saying I'm your schedule is... Yeah, oh, definitely. So your schedule is going to be a little more uh, kind of predictable <laughs> and uh, structured. Yeah. So say, it'll be well, easier to get you on, um, hopefully in a more um, fun way, because Enrique will be more accessible at this point. Yeah. So we can get you more involved in some video stuff, even though you're not yeah. technically on the team. So it will be People a great time. People deserve me. Oh, definitely. Let's so, be honest. Um, enough looking in the future. We're, we're done with that. We are going to do some reminiscing. That's why oh, you guys boy. are here. We're going to look back at this section of the podcast where you guys were both on the team uh we have kind of broken this down if you look in the history of the podcast i'm sure i've already talked about it on this episode before were there two people more influential than us (laughs) oh grace debate i would say no that's a that's definitely a good question what i I was saying zach maron he created the website that's true that's fair made our bios he's probably (laughs) the most influential person months after we left But anyway, so if you could break the like we could break the podcast history down kind of into phases. And this is definitely uh, the, the phase where you guys and we had our nine person team. We had nine people at one point on the podcast team. That's crazy Yikes. to me because we haven't had that many on since uh, you guys left. And we were driving force. <laughs> Definitely. Um, So that section of the podcast is probably, I mean, it's definitely the most uh, diverse section because we had a lot of different things going. We had Brianna doing the writing. We had a lot of video going at the time. And we were just doing a lot of different things. We were trying new things. It was a very, uh, for lack of a better term, experimental time for the podcast. Ooh, it was Um, our A24 stage. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So what is your guys's, uh, when you think about that time when we were all together, all nine of us doing our thing, what's the first thing that pops in your head? 
Do you know when something tragic happens in someone's life and they try for the rest of their life to block it out and it gets to the point where it's almost like it was just some dark and twisted dream that never happened? That's how it did. (laughs) Yeah. This for us is uh, JFK's assassination. (laughs) Our parents and grandparents. Yeah. All right. We watched our president die. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't really. I feel like I would like to hear as the person who's stuck around and is actually committed to something. uh, I would like to hear kind of your perspective on how you would. Yeah, I can give you that. Um, I think it was Def (laughs) as the one who stuck around. That was for Carlos. (laughs) I know, it was a joke. Okay, there you go. Yes and me. Um, I actually, like, this is probably, I mean, I don't want to say it's my favorite section of the podcast because obviously we're still going, but it's like... I, I definitely had a lot of fun during that time. Uh, I really liked what that we were able to kind of have all these different types of personalities and kind of let everybody try their own thing. I really, really loved the fact that you guys were able to start your own podcast during that time and we just had it on the feed. Um, that's something that I had wanted to do. I had wanted to get multiple podcasts going. Um <laughs> And to see that actually happen, and I still want that to happen down the line, where we—that's something we will probably talk about on this episode—is some of the some of our kind of grand plans for this next section of the podcast. Um, but that—that's something I'm really proud of—is the fact that you guys were able to kind of use our equipment, get going, and start your own thing, and just have a lot of fun with it. And um, I think people definitely miss the. Uh, big, what it, what was what was the order of it? I always get it big mixed school, up. Big brain, big school, big Not brain. I always mix it up. It, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I always I always want to say it the other way around. But um, I, I was yeah, really happy was... that you guys were able to do that. And then obviously, I think for me at least, the highlight section, and I think a lot of people on the team would agree, the highlight moment of the podcast is us going to Star Wars Celebration. That was a lot of fun. I hated. Oh, that was a blast. It was hectic. I really but... hated that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I hated it. I mean, like, we were cleaning out my room last week. I found like my pass from it. Yeah. Oh gosh. She was like, "Do you want to keep this?" I'm like, "Yeah," because it's a memory. But oh my god, I hated that. <laughs> really? Was, we hardly slept. Yeah. And um, it was like it was basically just going to class all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like. <sighs> We spent our weekend going to class <laughs> after driving like 12, 13 hours. It was definitely a, a, an elective course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars, the class of Star Wars with fans and excitement. But it was, it was really funny in hindsight seeing you, you make want to make fun of everyone. We're like, yeah. Bob, no, you can't do that. We're here. Yeah, I was a li- yeah, let me get into that. I have a few things I want to bring up. Oh, no. First <laughs> is that you guys really didn't let me make fun of anyone. And I One thought that would have been an incredible video. But I was just going around <laughs> making fun of everyone there. That, I'm just saying, you missed that. Uh, maybe in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago 2019. <laughs> Be there. Second thing I'd like to complain about is much more recent. Okay. Uh, out of the kindness of my heart, I wrote an incredible column about Ready Player One <laughs> that you never published on the website. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Is it like, 
what, let's let's talk about that. What is? I, I just watched a movie called Hereditary that I won't review. <laughs> mm. Eight and a half out of ten. Oh, um, Sixty-nine out of ten. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, but I, I feel like that movie did a really good job at exploring a psychological family dynamic. So why don't mm-hmm. we explore the psychology? Of you, Carlos, not publishing his work of art. There needs also, to be a strong motivation. Uh, um, in Hereditary, that girl's face is really ugly. Bad face. All-time bad face on that girl. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. uh, why didn't you post that masterpiece of a column? Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I can pass this responsibility on. I'm very good at passing responsibility on to people, if you can't tell. Um, I can pass this responsibility on to Ozzy because... Obviously, he is the co-host, and the, like, if we were to break this down into percentages owned, Ozzy owns 50% of this uh, entity. So Ooh. I believe I passed it on to Ozzy for his approval, and I don't know if he ever honestly read it. So Couldn't he have at least staked it? Do you think he it, knows you know? how? <laughs> um, that is oh, a good gosh. question, and maybe we can put it up on the screen for his Twitter poll. I don't know. Does Ozzy know how to read? <laughs> can you please do that? Please. You'll it's get all like my notice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, all right. So I've kind of gone on uh, and talked about uh, what my favorite uh, memory from the podcast Man, is. Bottom line, what? are you going to post it or not? <laughs> I will talk to Ozzy. <laughs> hey, I, I, that's the best guarantee you're I can give you. are collecting a lot, of, a lot <laughs> yeah. of information right now. That's the best guarantee I can give you is that I will talk He's to Ozzy. Is Ozzy the alpha? Is Ozzy the alpha now? Oh God! Like I said, fifty-fifty. So there's always an alpha. All right. Anyway, uh, what there is? Can't be two alphas, uh, Carlos. Bob, what is your favorite uh, memory from the podcast? For your time at the podcast, I guess. Uh, a lot of people forget about these, but um, the Bachelor recap. Yes. <laughs> I don't think people forget uh, about yes, them. I think we, no, for a no, while, no. we had people asking. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Like if we were going to do it the again. Whole year. Yeah. yeah, the whole year, people were coming up to me and Pete. They're like, why aren't you guys doing Bachelor Recaps? And then, <laughs> like, I think Miles and I have talked about this. I'm very angry we didn't do it again. Because yeah. this season, apparently, I didn't actually watch it. <laughs> no. It was wild. Let, let's do a quick Bachelor Recap right here. Uh, there were like 80 million Beccas, and then uh, one at the end won the Battle of the Beccas. And Ari was like, will you marry me? He's a weird European uh, IndyCar driver. And then two weeks later, she's like, oh, my God, we're engaged. And then he was like, hey, by the way, I don't love you. I actually love this other girl that's not me. So technically, Becca still won the battle of the Beccas, but she didn't win the war. And so uh, this other girl is now engaged to him. Oh, my gosh. Rapid recap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's, so... let's talk about that. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, no I, I, the I... Embrace debate. <laughs> no i would i would second what bob said i feel like the bachelor recaps were the best of times mm-hmm. uh, and the worst of times <laughs> yeah because i end up hating it yeah well at quickly. first the first episode hooks you in it is really hard to watch that show without being interested mm-hmm. in yeah. it but you're describing star wars celebration as going to class they're like the seventh or eighth episode of the show it definitely felt like we had to go mm-hmm. into work to watch yeah. the show after uh, like three weeks, we're like, do we have oh to gosh. watch it? 
Yeah. Bro, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> but I, I really do love going back and, mm-hmm. in a weird way, going back and watching those videos. Oh, um, did you go back and watch those? I do. I, 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 do I, I, show like, I do it under the thing where it's like I'm showing someone. Yeah. And they I'm really showing don't it to see myself. it. But, like, <laughs> it's for me to watch. And I'll give them, like, these fun little behind-the-scenes stories. I'm like, oh, yeah, when we did this, Pete, on the street, I had 130-degree fever. Like, it's like showing it's your kid really your yearbook sad. from high school. Yeah, it's like if I, if I just walked around in my Letterman. <laughs> like, that's exactly what it is. I'm, I'm glad that's how you view your work at Screenfellows. <laughs> Oddly enough, I contributed more to Screenfellows than I did to my high school football <laughs> I was that guy who had like a lot of heart. I was on the sidelines, just like getting everyone. Lit. Oh, he's a good kid. Yeah, I was the guy. I was he's the character guy. guy at, our, at the end of your banquet senior year, our coach didn't say anything about my play on the field. He was like, "He's a great guy to have around. Great character. Uh, he's just really good motivator." That was that was how I was described. Fair enough. All right, uh, so I guess my kind of last question for you guys, because we're going to try to keep this pretty short, because I'm sure this is going to be a very long 200th episode. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure, of course, because you guys are, are great friends of myself, at least, and Ozzy. Um, <laughs> wh- Ozzy's a colleague I'm, at best. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have been following along, at least vaguely, with the podcast. Oh, yeah. So no. Uh, fair no, enough. No. Uh, what... <laughs> Could you guys, as people who used to be involved, what are you guys looking forward to? What do you guys want to see from the podcast moving forward? I want you to bring in a Japanese kid so you can blame him for Pearl Harbor. I think he's lacking that since Miles left. Also, you need to bring in someone who's ignorant enough to blame him for Pearl Harbor. He's lacking that since I left. Uh, Really, you need to bring in two people like us. (laughs) So could you uh, could you rehire us back right now? I mean, I could I'm do not, Skype videos. See, I'm not against it. The problem is, Miles, you live in California. Yeah, Miles, that's, that's the difficult we've part. We've been saying this for a while, but you're just a problem. Plain <laughs> and simple. The glue that holds the band together. Um, no, I know Bob and I were texting. I think it was like last May or June, about just thinking about the possibility of just becoming writers. <laughs> for you and just sending us stuff to screenfellas.com. Like you have an incredible sample of that Ready Player One column coming soon. That's true. <laughs> but the dream has been killed. So oh, that'll so probably right. never happen. Oh, it's so um, Yeah. I don't know why you're saying the dream's killed. First of all, I don't think it was ever really a dream. <laughs> this is <laughs> your dream. Screenfellas.com. <laughs> Screenfellas, I'm not going very far. <laughs> but let's be honest. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I I don't know if uh, Miles, did you actually give me an answer to my question? <laughs> I I feel like I've been kind of dodging it for some reason. Uh, no, I I honestly that, like, I can't downhill with that. That's all I, he's thinking. <laughs> no, I I can honestly say that I do listen to the podcast. I don't listen to every episode. Um, I'm oh, not one of uh, you're one the, of, you're one of those people who like junkies. only listens to like the big movies, right? You're one of those people who annoy me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when I see a movie like Hereditary, and I need someone smarter than me to explain what the movie was about, I'll explain. That's when I'll listen I again. See. 
Oh, please do. Uh, but yeah, no, I really, I really hope that you guys can sort of embrace the fact, because I know that we had the team in the past, but it almost felt like the podcast, our podcast, the Bachelor Recaps, all those things were kind of disjointed. Mm-hmm. Like it was so diverse. But I love the fact that now you're sort of highlighting the team and that podcast is very clearly the main entity uh, where it all comes together. Awesome. So if you guys keep doing that, uh, I think that'd be awesome. Awesome. Yeah, all right. For being honest, um, I haven't listened since uh, Miles, Pete, and I oh. did a reunion episode. Like, I didn't even listen to when I came on for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew I did such a good <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, we I guess we gotta get better so we can draw Bob back in because Bob was one of our. Uh, I know uh, Chucky is probably our most uh, vocal and loyal listener now. He needs to oh, calm yes. down. But okay. Bob, if I can say, Bob, you in the very beginning, you were definitely our most vocal oh, yeah. and loyal supporter, and you definitely <laughs> helped to motive. I will say, and I'm being completely under, honest and 100% serious with, with you, you definitely helped to motivate at least me and I'm sure Ozzy as well to keep doing what I was doing and get better because I, I, I'm just saying I really appreciated your support in those beginning yeah. days before you even on the team. So people forget I cyber bullied Rich Eisen. <laughs> you did for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you would have done that anyway, but I, <laughs> it really gave me a lane. I will say that it gave me a read. <laughs> oh, and by the way, um, one, one other thing I will say in regards to Bob's work on, uh, the podcast and, uh, cause he was our kind of social media person during his time with the podcast. Yeah. Um, I hate doing the social media for the podcast. Oh, and honestly, yeah. that's where that's the main reason I left. Well, that's, that's the main reason I, I, I think that was the original motivation to get you on the team was because yeah. you said you would do it. I was like, good, because yeah, I hate I doing like, it. It sucks, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> it does suck. It's, it's really yeah. terrible. So I, I really appreciated <laughs> the time you like put into that. Excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated the time you put into that because I hated doing it. And just having to do it since you left <laughs> makes me even more appreciate the work that you put in. And then Did also. I tell you guys that, like, my boss called me out on that. Oh, really? On my resume. <laughs> yeah. Because I put like social media for Screenfellows. And then they like wanted me to do the Twitter for my internship, oh. like the ticket office. <laughs> and my like top boss was like, "Yeah, you know how to like grow everything." I was like, "Going to be honest with you, this podcast, like at the time, I don't even think we had a hundred followers." She's like, "Oh, so you lied on your resume." Like first of all, everyone does. Second, no, because I ran social media. Yeah, you did. So I got caught up in a bad spot. I mean, you look. I agree. You definitely didn't lie. Look, you might not have been like some for like some huge company, but you were definitely yeah. Exactly. So, um, and then there's a reason. And then on Miles's end, uh, just to continue to heap praise on uh, my guests here. uh, Oh. I think, yeah. honestly, in that section of the podcast, in that phase of the podcast where we had um, that huge team, 
I think I even told you this during the time. I don't know if there's anybody who put as much work and more and harder work than you did. Like you had to do all those videos. You did so much editing for us. So I really appreciate on top of everything you did on camera and then your own kind of thing where you did the podcast with Bob and you edited that as well. And then you did the bachelor recap with Bob as well. So you did on camera stuff and you did all the editing. So I, you did great work with the YouTube channel, so I am forever thankful for that because you, <laughs> honestly, you grew our YouTube channel a lot. Like, we still have a very small YouTube channel, and I'm very frustrated <laughs> with YouTube right now. Um, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, and hopefully we're going to get back on that. We honestly haven't posted it in forever, but mm-hmm. our, the YouTube channel grew immensely during your time running it, so I appreciate everything you did on that end as well, oh, uh, Miles. I so. just, this is just the most comfortable position to be in. <laughs> To hear someone Don't get say used to it, queer. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's funny. We really did cash in on reaction videos. Oh, definitely. That was yeah. probably the biggest thing. That was the biggest thing. And those were the easiest videos we did. So I don't know what to say. Yeah. So um well, hey. I have two more things. Okay, go for it. First, um, a guy that you're not gonna get on because he never wanted to speak when we were recording with him. Eli, he did oh, yeah. a lot. Definitely. Yes. Huge shout out to you. He also produced my single. <laughs> so there's that. Go check and it out, SoundCloud. Yeah, uh, soundcloud.com slash oldbob89 uh, for the new Monster Mash. But anyway, uh, second thing, how soon after getting married is too soon to ask Jesse to hang out? Ooh, <laughs> like, that's a good how much, fix. How much longer probably can text and be like, hey, dude, want to chill? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Look, yeah. I'm still trying to How navigate those just... waters myself, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. I live 100 yards away from him, and so I feel weird not hanging out. Yeah. Like, they just got back from the honeymoon. See, I feel like I, I have an easy back in because I'm going to be back there in yeah. less than a month. I'm going to be back there at the beginning of July. So I can yeah. just be like, hey, I'm back in town. Let's hang out. And it's an easy excuse. <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't know, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I'm just kind of hoping here's this part of the episode. Yeah. And he, he like texts me. He's like, we can hang out whenever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that Who will knows? happen. <laughs> uh, or he'll just it no yeah i and i also want to echo everything you said about uh eli because uh eli that's an speaking of positions that i miss being filled uh eli's position as running for running the audio and all of that that side of things i miss that desperately because we haven't had sound drops we haven't had proper sound drops on this podcast since the team kind of went there or got busy and went their own separate ways and all everything happened uh, and that's mostly because I'm running the sound myself, so I can't do three things at once. I can barely do two things at once. So, yeah, that that's kind of been a side effect of Eli um, being less available. But, hey, you never know. Maybe uh, Eli will some- suddenly get a car available to him, and then we'll be able to get him more involved again. But who knows? Yeah. Probably not. Is <laughs> what it is. Uh, but oh, also fun yeah. little story. Um, I went to do laundry in our apartment. Okay. And there was just an empty Powerade bottle in the washing machine. <laughs> oh gosh. So I don't know, but interesting. Yeah. <laughs> fun little anecdote there. All right. Um, so yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me for this little uh, section of this 200th episode. Uh, this 200th episode has been a bit of a, or it's going to be, I don't know, again, what order this is going to be, in, <laughs> a bit of a retrospective and also kind of looking forward to what's coming up on the podcast in this next, as we enter this next phase where um, hopefully Enrique will be more involved. Uh, and we will definitely, I, I, I will say this on air so we actually make it happen. I will okay. definitely try to get you guys more involved yeah. and get you guys more on the podcast. Uh, well, let's talk about sweet. Ocean's 8. We can't do yes. it, Bob. We cannot do it. But I promise you, we will <laughs> get you back on uh, soon again. So, again, Let thank you guys. Let me develop some takes. All right. <laughs> thank you guys for joining me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, do you guys I, – I don't know if you guys care about plugging your social media since you're not oh. – uh, I would really, love to, but I mean, you can if you want. What do you got, guys? <laughs> I, I the so I here's the thing. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Miles underscore Haruki. Oh, um, I'm saying it right now. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> it right now. Uh, but the real thing I want to plug is Carlos. I'm looking forward to getting that uh, commission from yeah. all the time spent over at Screen Fellas. Yeah, um, and I wanted to plug my here. bank account. I'm, I, <laughs> yeah. I can put my rowdy you have on my the line. Tech, so <laughs> the, pro- the problem is, guys, we definitely lost money during that phase of the podcast. So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and we still are losing. So money. Not, that's technically not our fault. <laughs> it's technically not anybody's fault. It's just how the uh, cookie crumbles. Eli. Also, Eli and I came up with a lot of great ideas for T-shirts that you said no to. I just want to say that. <laughs> like I had that one. Look, was, that, yeah. Well, Eli also has the password to the T-shirt website, and my brother has had tons of ideas for shirts, and Eli will not message him back with the password for oh. it. I have a lot of shirts on my laptop. But the best one we had was uh, it was supposed to be like the poster for End of Watch. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> instead of Jake Hall and Michael Pena, it was Jon Snow and Sam Parley. I'm just saying, yeah, right. Like, so good. You said no. You had the the PowerPoint presentation yeah, for Carlos that you were practicing. Different shirt. Hey, you can still submit them. Enrique is working on a different website since Eli won't Eli won't give him the Society Six password. Enrique is doing a different website. Yeah, I'm gonna so, tell Eli to tell Enrique. So, um, yeah, definitely. So, I think uh, it was like Dobby sixty nine was the password. <laughs> well, I now you just said it on air. <laughs> if that's the password, then we have a problem. They don't know the email address. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Bob. Do you have any <laughs> social media you actually want to plug? Uh, no. Okay, fair but enough. I'll go ahead and give a recommendation. All right. Uh, Ooh, yes. If you guys go out and listen to the Lights Camera Barstool podcast, they do great movie reviews and talk about movie <laughs> topics. So I think that'd be a great worthwhile listen if you like what you get here. Like the competing yeah. podcast. <laughs> 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 oh, that is a great ending to this segment. All right. Well, thank you guys again for joining me. And uh, again, we will. What? Post my column. It's incredible. All right. See, this is like the sec- <laughs> we TD. I don't know if you guys heard the TD up the last TD episode, but he no. definitely called us out for not having him on for an episode as well. So this is definitely a theme with us. Our guests like to call us out for not having them on more. So I don't know what that People says about our guests. Are thirsty for more of us. <laughs> All, right. All right. Anyway, uh, this has been a great segment. 
with Bob and yeah. Miles. So thank you guys for joining us. Shout them out oh. on social media. Tell them how much you appreciate yeah. them being on. And tell us if you want them to be back on. Motivate us to get them back in this on this podcast. And uh, tell them that they should rejoin the team because that would be fun too. All right. Thank you. We'll move on yeah, to what's flat. next. All right. So now I have another guest. You're the third guest now on this podcast. The 200th episode. Enrique, how are you doing? I'm so happy to be here, guys. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> All right. You would think Enrique has never been in front of a mic, apparently. How are you doing? I'm just really tired. It's been a while. Fair enough. Uh, so, this is the 200th episode. Yes, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> okay, so what has been your favorite part of the podcast so far? Okay, let me think. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, probably Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. Definitely a highlight. Mm-hmm. Good times, good times. We had all the boys. It was great. Enrique we hates owned- Brianna. You heard it here first. No, she wasn't there. Was she a part of the team? Yes, I think. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. was. Apologies to Brianna, but we ran Orlando. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> All right, uh, so obviously you've been somewhat involved since the beginning. Somewhat. Ugh, I take offense to that. <laughs> I was your original writer boy. I used to write down every all the yep. time codes yep. or fail to write down the time codes, yep. one of the two. Um, I made the intro song. And that is true. I made the second and third logo. We're on we logo made a four. bunch of variations of a logo. Yeah. 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 Now we're on like logo four. Uh huh. So, what is something that pops in your head? What do you think of when you think of the early days or phase one, if you will, of the podcast? Oh, very phase one. Uh, Ozzy being late. <laughs> um, I remember <laughs> recording in your bedroom and having to deal with the dogs a lot. And, yeah, just little variations of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, then another quick question, because we are going to keep this section r- rather quick, because I know this episode is getting very long. I can imagine. <laughs> what did you think when we were starting to amass a team in Virginia? And what did you think of said team when you, most, when you met them and talked to them somewhat? It's an interesting question because, okay, so I remember you started, I knew of these people somewhat. I heard of Bob before, and I think I saw him on Facebook, so I was like, okay, Bob, whatever. It's Bob, or no, you guys called him Bobby or something, so I just, yeah. Bo- it was Bobby. It's, uh, sounds weird, It's he's Bob. But um, I heard, also heard of Miles, but I never really like saw him or like had a name to the face or whatever. Um, the face to the name, all the way around. Same thing. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, just pretty much, and then I knew of Eli, or I knew of Zach, because he came to spring break Mm -hmm. down here one time, and I knew he had a brother named Eli, and that was cool, and then you guys started forming a little group, a band, if you would call. Not a band. (laughs) A boy band. (laughs) Not a boy band, you're getting farther. (laughs) Um, and then I started seeing everybody on video, and then eventually I went and met them, and they're all great people. It's great stuff. All right, so as a video person yourself, oh gosh, how'd you grade Miles' work? Miles was great, bro. He was he was my mentor <laughs> in the early days. He was my Mr. Miyagi to my um, 
Karate Kid. I, I, I can't remember the kid's name. Daniel LaRusso. Daniel LaRusso. Yeah. He, I mean, I knew how to edit and stuff. He just, like, kind of, like, guided me a little bit on the whole YouTube thing. But, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a fun time. It was a fun time. Now, uh, what do you think of Miles uh, dumping all the responsibility of YouTube onto you? Um, it has <laughs> not gone well. <laughs> I mean, it started off not that bad. I mean, I don't know. I think Miles was, uh, was a lucky charm because views definitely went down. I don't know if that has a correlation with either I'm bad at it or he's great at it or somewhere in the middle. But yeah, we made some. I've made some good videos. There's some videos up there I'm proud of. It's just I've I've recently taken a hiatus. Yeah. Might make a return one of these days. Coming mm-hmm. soon. Coming at you hot and ready. Screen fellows. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, kind of leading off of that, well, we're going to start with this current phase, and then we're going to talk about a little bit what's happening down the line. Okay. So, what is your impression of this current phase we're in, where it's kind of been a more concentrated team, where it's me, Ozzy, you, and Brianna? Mm-hmm. Have you, what have you been feeling about this phase of the podcast? Um, I think we're pumping out a good level of content, besides the YouTube page. <laughs> Um, because we're all, like, so kind of separated and, like, have our own thing that we're doing. But I miss the team and the team mentality almost. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we, I I like that Brianna crosses over on the podcast. I like that because it's, it causes more of, like, a, a unification almost. (laughs) Okay. Um, but I kind of hope that further down the line we get back into, like, the whole, like, all of us making content together almost mm-hmm. and at a good rate. So speaking of that. Oh no. <laughs> let's talk about what's coming up. I mean, I would imagine that you're gonna be more involved moving forward. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to with our ideas for the future and this next coming phase of the podcast? Um I'm excited for once again all the crossovers that's gonna happen. I'm hoping to establish a schedule for the YouTube channel and establish set content and try to grow from there, you know? Mm-hmm. Do some fun videos with some fun people. Yeah. Um so since we're gonna be actually recording the podcast from a set location, yes. We can actually incorporate some live video which will be nice. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so the and, and of course more segments being pulled from the podcast, and you do have a pretty nice camera, so that yeah. will be, definitely be helpful. Mm-hmm. We can kind of by habit just record us or film us recording the podcast, mm-hmm. and be able to pull, pull segments from that. So mm-hmm. these are all things that, on top of the content that you may or may not be doing yourself, and I'm sure you're. I know you've been wanting for a while to get your short films made and stuff like that. So I know you're going to be super busy, but I also know this next phase of the podcast is going to be heavily uh, Enrique involved. He's going to be doing a lot of the things that Miles was doing. Miles (laughs) 2.0. And that Enrique has not been able to do previously because he's been far away. Far away. So that will help. Um, Now... On Ozzy's end, this is something we haven't talked about Ooh, uh, too much on the podcast, but we will be trying to get Ozzy to do the short type reviews that he's been tr- wanting to do for a while. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to figure out a way for him to easily do that where it doesn't take too much uh, 
yeah. time and effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we will figure that out. I, um, I Okay, we crack on Ozzy a lot, but I'm going to talk good about Ozzy, believe it or not, for a little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. So I think Ozzy would flourish like a young flower blooming in a forest with mm-hmm. these new types of videos. I feel like if he can nail down the format of like a short, quick review and he can figure out how to do this by himself and stuff, mm-hmm. I think that he can own that very, very well. Yeah. And I keep saying that that Stardust app that everyone uses Mm -hmm. would be a very good outlet for him and a great way to get the Screenfellas brand on that app. app, Yes, interesting. So that's just something we floated around as well. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Enrique, I guess my last question is... Where did you come up with the idea for the intro music and i know you've talked about creating a new version of the intro music but you're hesitant so talk a little bit about that okay so the intro music came from it stemmed from a a place from the original i don't know if it's the original movie fights uh kind of intro that they had the the one that like when we both started listening the one they had for the longest time not the new one but that one, I kind of had the idea with the whole, like, movie clips thing. I'm like, I think I can incorporate this well. We don't really have a set. We kind of had a set intro music, but it was kind of just like... It was uh, generic. Just, yeah, it was generic. So I was like, what if I can find a more interesting sounding background music and incorporate movies and do it a little bit? So I grabbed some music from YouTube that was royalty free. That sounded cool enough. And I dropped that into Final Cut or whatever, and I was just playing around with it. And I, the original take of it, I had like six different movie lines lined up to put into it. So I threw that into there, but it's, it was way too crowded. So I was like, okay, what do we definitely need? We definitely need Goodfellas because that's what the name of the podcast is. So I kept the, as far back as you remember, I want to be a gangster. And I put that at the beginning and then I kind of just threw the Joker one in. And it's like, I was like throwing puzzle pieces down and then it landed in a finished puzzle almost (laughs) because I literally just threw these clips in. I was like, there are that, let's listen to it, whatever, this is rough or whatever. And it just fit great. And I was like, I barely even had to touch it up. Nice. So what about this concept? Because I know you've thrown around that idea, but you're not sure if you want to do it. And I'm not sure if we want to do it. It's just... I'm I'm tempted to try to recreate a better version of the puzzle I just described. (laughs) But at the same time, I don't know if I hit lightning in a bottle, and also I don't know if it'd be, like, set as great as this one, because this one's pretty catchy, you know? People like it. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, this is actually the very end of this 200th episode, Mm -hmm. so thank you, Enrique, for joining me for this small section of the podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you to Bob and Miles for being on for the previous section. Shout out to the boys. Uh, Thank you, of course, to Ozzy. For being on as usual we wish brianna could have been on for this unfortunately it didn't work out but we will have her on of course in future episodes and again thank you all for listening for the past 200 episodes Woo. and uh here's to 200 more uh you can of course find the podcast all over anywhere you can find podcasts except for spotify we're working on it um <laughs> you can find it anywhere you can find podcasts all screen follows podcasts it's easy and then also follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellas. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and, of course, the website, screenfellas.com, where Brianna's doing some great written stuff over there. And the YouTube channel, which doesn't have much activity on it right now, 
There's Hopefully a great the catalog. <laughs> yes, there's has, tons of there's stuff. A library. You can go back and watch and all that. Uh, you can see some if you're if you're new to the podcast and you haven't seen any Bob and Miles content. Well, I mean, there's some great stuff you can pull from. There. Yeah, some <laughs> very interesting things. So go check that out. And then also social media. I'm at Cherry four five six Twitter and Instagram. Rike. Uh, at CBOGA635. All right. And Ozzy is at Castro Ozzy. Uh, he is never on Twitter, but tweet at him so much that he is forced to go on there. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This is Screen Folks.